Okay, you're on. All right. And it should stay on. All right. Let's hope for the best. As we sit here telling stories till it's quarter after three. The details are so gory, but that's how they're supposed to be. And this waiter must be wondering if we're ever gonna leave. Hello, I'm John Kim Fay, and you're listening to Talking at the Diner, the podcast where musicians and other creative types tell me their stories while we sit across from each other and exchange looks of bewilderment after the waiter encourages one of us to cut into our meat in his presence so he can make sure it's not still bleeding. (laughs) And remember, kids, if you don't eat your meat, You can't have any pudding! How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Anywho, joining me on the podcast today is a very dear friend, Andrea Nardello. If you don't know Andrea, she sounds quite a bit like this. Andrea and I met in 2011 when we were both opening for the late, great smithereen Pat Dinizio at a suburban coffee house in Voorhees, New Jersey. Since that fateful meeting, we've toured the Southland together, we've laughed, we've cried, and I've laughed till I cried, watching the video on my phone of her dropping trow amongst dozens of college kids on a brightly lit sidewalk in Athens, Georgia. More than most indie musicians I've known, Andrea has figured out ways to succeed on the road, regularly playing festivals, house concerts, and club dates in faraway places, and making friends pretty much everywhere she goes. We met up at one of her favorite spots, Ponzio's Diner in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Ponzio's! Ponzio's Diner! And had ourselves quite a merry old time. So. Hang out and enjoy my conversation with Andrea Nardello. Everything is on the table when we're talking at the diner. I gotta get a picture of the Ponzio sign. Alright. That's part of the visual companion. Okay. It's like, oh, who's this Asian tourist taking a fucking picture of this Ponzio sign? Oh, my goodness. Ooh, due to the worldwide shortage of jumbo lump crab meat, we're temporarily taking oh. all our crab meat food items off oh, the menu no. until further notice. There's such a weird shortage of things right now. <laughs> I know, right? You know? Bicycles. There's a shortage of bicycles. No, there's no bicycles. There's no. There's no crab meat, and there's no yeah. chips for new cars. Yes, there's no chips for new cars. Correct. Hi. How are you? I have to register at the podium. Yes. Uh, table for three, two. Three or two. Three or two. When they see how much I can eat, they'll count me as three. Ponzios. What a great name. Isn't it? So you came here on Halloween one year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so I hear. Legend, my, legend has legend it. Legend tells it. <laughs> um, yes, I... Uh, but you went out in Philly. So, when you realize you're starting to get older and you still want to do the fun young things. <laughs> my fun young things. Fun young things. That's, that's, have, that sounds like a name for something. I have a mission. I mean, I, I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm always trying to be playful and have fun. So one of my friends always likes to go out on Halloween. It's her birthday is uh, November 2nd and she likes to go out on Halloween and a lot of our friends are older now and have children. So not everybody wants to go clubbing to the wee hours in the morning, but, uh, you can always count on Nardello for a party. So <laughs> I, uh, you know. I know that firsthand. <laughs> I went on, I went on, I went on tour with you and I, I found out so much about the you. Picklebacks will get you. Picklebacks do get you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's when you know you're not in college anymore when you can't keep it down. Um, but uh, <laughs> you can't keep it down. <laughs> we uh, we ended up going to um, well, her first pick was Xfinity Live, and when we drove past it, mm. we realized that it was going to be a nightmare. So I had heard uh, that there was an Aerosmith cover band at uh, the Underground Arts uh, that you know was a costume party. So we went there instead, and the bands were awesome. And so we get to the bar; it's a lot of fun. And I go to the bouncer. I was like, "When's the Aerosmith set?" Uh, and he said one and I said oh one more band he goes no one in the morning and I just looked at him like oh you gotta be kidding me <laughs> oh no I'm not staying so, awake long till one. story short rather well, than staying at the bar till one in the morning you come to so Ponzio's so I grabbed the girls diner. and we uh, on the ride home we stopped at Ponzio's and I had you know a midnight lobster mac and cheese and that's, went to bed with a full belly and that's amazing a happy heart <laughs> All right, I'm trying to think fast here, and I'm not. No, no, take your time. This is what is overwhelming about diners, because you can really true. get anything and everything your little heart desires. Because I've been to so many diners lately, and I'm never overwhelmed by a menu like I feel overwhelmed in this very okay. moment. <laughs> Maybe it's the Jersey Diner. Is this your first Jersey Diner? Um... For the podcast, yes. Mm. I wonder if the lobster mac and cheese was a Halloween special. <laughs> it was a 1 a.m. on Halloween special. And what is the difference between going to bed at 1 a.m. versus 3 a.m.? When it really comes down to it. When it really comes down to yeah. it. But for some reason, it just felt like I couldn't stay awake another two hours. <laughs> Like, you could be awake eating lobster mac and cheese. But, but, but knowing that you're five minutes from your bed, right. but somehow but sitting through a set. Staying in Philadelphia yeah. and, like, waiting just, until... Just the thing. It's like, I can't even... One of the trends that I love in the... I don't, I don't know how long it's been going on, but, like, shows seem to be starting earlier. Oh, yeah. At venues. Absolutely. Which I'm all about. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, like, why keep people... You know, the whole mentality of, like... You gotta keep bodies in the room until twelve, you know, one fifty-five a.m. I want to get my rest. Well, I think I think the like the venues are like realizing that like people will actually hang out after the music sure. is over. It gives you time to actually, you know, chat with the audience and the, and the artists. 
can interact. Yeah, that eight o'clock, nine o'clock time slot is is my yeah. my preference. No, that's that's very good. Well, you were mentioning how like you know the whole thing about like doing fewer venue shows and more house shows is yeah. kind of like the way you want to go. I'm completely on board with that. The reason why, I think the reason why I like it so much is because of the time you get to spend with the people that are there. Right. It's more I, of an it's, actual connection than yes. like just hanging out in a bar, like waiting. You're waiting in a back to, room in a green room. Yeah. yeah. I like your style. Hot wings followed by a Reuben. I mean. I love it. It's just. While we're here. Enjoy. There's just certain things that you can't do at home and get right. a good deli slice of corn. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> you're not gonna get your own corn beef. You're not in gonna your get home. fresh baked bed every morning. And, yeah. You know. No, I get it. I uh, totally get it. And who eats Russian dressing anymore? Like you're not gonna buy a bottle of that. It's just gonna Could sit you in your make fridge. Your own? I know, but you know what I mean, though. I mean, it's like it's just the convenience. I know. I have ingredients in your refrigerator. <laughs> Just one of those things. Yes. Try to get stuff that you wouldn't do on your own. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but anyway, we, before all that, we were talking about sort of like the non-traditional venue. Venues. Yeah, I feel like, um, especially with COVID and how difficult scheduling and whether you're uncertain if people are going to feel safe and like all that stuff. Take that out of the equation and and you have people that have these gorgeous backyards and friends who really yeah. enjoy music and there's no there's no clock like you you get there and you get to spend time with them before the show and then you play your show and then you get to talk to them afterwards right. like it's just a very special connection that i missed deeply singing to a computer screen for a year and a half to the point where like I just stopped doing it I was just like you know what yeah god bless people that can do this but I'm kind of tapped out and don't want to look no, at I my screen it. I get it I mean I... you you were you were incredible the whole time um, but yeah I just I just couldn't uh, I couldn't take it anymore um, <laughs> I think it's because of my rich fantasy life is where like you know like I don't I can just imagine that I'm talking to people when I'm just looking into the phone. <laughs> it's not hard. So I will say this. It's not hard. Um, I was actually surprised at how easy it was to play to the screen mm -hmm. and still make it feel like a show. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised at that because uh, I really didn't do live streams prior to that. Right. Um, no, me neither. Yeah. I've never done it. And uh, so in that regard, I, I was like super... And also, it's kind of, I mean, it was kind of cool. I got to play for people in, like, Germany. Right. And, Other you know, just places who could not Who could not normally see, see me. And it was a really, there were some opportunities that came my way that were significant and interesting, and I would never have been able to do that had, right. had that not happened. So I, I don't say that it wasn't a complete shit show, but... The first house concert that I played after the pandemic, you know, at least at least until people were vaccinated, it was just so special to just sit and talk to people about music and their lives. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think so. My first show back was actually a college gig, okay. which was just weird enough for me to love it <laughs> because. Um, you know, like I had been vaccinated, but I sincerely doubt any of those college kids had been sure. by that point. 
So what they do is they put up these two plexiglass panels. So like it's like I'm a caged animal in the corner, <laughs> which of course I completely embraced. Yes, of course. <laughs> So like, how much fun was, with this can I have? Exactly. You know, like, uh, short of, you know, actually performing pressed ham on the panels, <laughs> uh, I, had as, I had maximum fun. But then the very next show after that was a, like, a house show in Phoenixville. And it was just... I didn't realize how much I missed real audience interaction until that. Mm -hmm. And then I was kind of snapped back into really appreciating it yep because i think there was a part of me that tried to convince myself that i could go without uh -huh. <laughs> i get it i totally get it i went you know. i went there very much so yeah. i was like all right this is just the way that is a dangerous sweet treat this by is the way. like a little cinnamon it's like thing. a little danish almost oh my god it's got cream cheese in the center that's like right. i mean that'll be i'm throwing caution to the wind but then again it's absolutely delicious this is what I'm you only do only eating 25 grapes yeah, today so. you're fine yeah um, oh. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, if we only had a hot cup of tea, we'd be 100 years old singing the Golden Girls theme song. <laughs> um, thank you for being a friend, by yes, the way. Yes, uh, thank you for being a friend. I love this stuff. Um, you had said something prior to that was making me think of something that I wanted to tell you. Um, so, before any of my shows, I did a road trip down to Atlanta mm -hmm. to check on my uh, townhouse down there. And it was to the point where I wasn't feeling like I could get on a plane yet. So right. I did I did the long drive, which so you, also felt good. Like, I didn't realize how much I needed to just get on the road and drive. We talked about that. Yeah. Like, we talked about how much we love to drive. I love long drives. So I did nine hours to Charlotte, you know, four hours to Atlanta, and then I went to Asheville to see Christy Lanay. Nice. And we haven't seen each other oh in God. probably like five, so six years. So that's where she lives now? Yeah, she's there. At least for if she could be somewhere new by this point. She's She bounces around a lot. But um, that is... She is like one of a kind. 100%. And like, I don't think I've ever seen a guitar player that does what she does. No. She is... I also feel like her personality is one... Like, I, I always used to tell her, like, if you could just bottle up your personality and sell it, like, it'd be gold. I don't know if I said this to her, because I didn't really know her that well, but I had seen her play a number of times, but the expression on her face when she's playing... Pure joy. It's pure joy, pure but it's, joy. it's like... It kind of has a little tinge of, like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. this, I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> she is. And she's, she's completely amused by it. She's wicked, man. Because, you know, if I could do what she does... I'd have that stupid I look on my face, like, too. Check this fucking uh -huh. shit out. <laughs> you think that's cool? Why don't we do this next? <laughs> no, she amazed... Every time I see her play... And I, I met her in the craziest way in Florida, too. Like, we were playing a music festival. Mm -hmm. She had already played. And I was playing out on the back patio of one of the venues. And I could see her. You know when you just lock eyes with somebody where you know they're either a musician or they are just digging the shit out of your yeah. set. Mm -hmm. And I could see her, like I could just feel her energy. And then a monsoon hit. <laughs> and everybody was like, and of course because she's a musician, everybody like pitched in to grab the equipment and get it under cover. Right. She threw her CD in my case. We hugged. She's like, I loved your set. You know, she you know how happy she is. She's just like glows. Um, so we hugged, exchanged CDs, and that was how I met her in Florida. And then wow. literally two months later, she moved to Philly. Oh, she wasn't living in Philadelphia mm -hmm. yet? Wow. Nope. 
And so that was kind of how our friendship That's pretty funny. started. Yeah. So I um, stopped at her house on the way home. And of course, you know, I mean, I told you I had, I had a really hard time with music. I really didn't want to play. I didn't want to rehearse. I didn't want to write. I didn't want to book shows. I just didn't want to do any of it anymore. Yeah. I was told like the break was like a long enough break that I was like, all right, I'm kind of done with all this and can't seem to get my groove back. And her and I sat down on the couch. I was only supposed to stay there a day. And her and I sat on the couch and started playing. And I just forget how vibey she is and how yeah. she can just make something sound so good. I'm very envious <laughs> if you're just that like, you had that If you're experience. just noodling, right? You know. And so her, her girlfriend was um, came over uh, later that night. And so, of course, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm staying. I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying a couple days. Um and her girlfriend came over and so we just started playing for her girlfriend one person one person audience and it's all I, like it's just all I need all you need and she just looked at me at the end of the night and we were just the gratitude that was in the room was just like palpable because not only was she so happy to see performing you know people sharing energy we were I was so excited to just have somebody's facial expression in front right. of me actual reaction uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's amazing. First yeah. of all. <clears throat> Second of all, I literally just housed that entire little cheese bun in like 60 seconds. You just can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was just a special moment that I realized. Yeah, like a like between, a little turning point there. It was. But you just you don't realize I'm not the type of person and I love the people that can do this. Like my buddy John Gilbride, kid can play for hours by himself with people. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. Energizer bunny, kid can play. I don't have that in me. <laughs> I'm like a sprinter. You know, I get like a good run of playing, and then I'm like, all right, I'm done. Once you're winded. Yeah. <laughs> Tag me out, man. I need to sit on the sidelines. I'll I'll, I'll sit and listen all night long, but mm-hmm. I just can't uh, can't seem to do it. But um, yeah, that takes kind of a a special person to do that though like mm-hmm. I mean I laugh at how many times in my musical life when like playing some venue by myself or whatever and the manager or someone would come up and be like hey, man you know you can just play as long as you like oh yeah love that just, just play as long as you want uh, whatever <laughs> you say pal <laughs> well and I love this phrase because I didn't realize what it was until now but output Right. Output. Putting out energy for other people to consume. Music is the same thing. Like, you are putting it all out there. You're hitting on your emotions. You're playing guitar. It's it's athletic after it's a, a certain point. It's a physical thing, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, man, you're just done. It's like, I, I got nothing left, buddy. I, I don't want to play another. Sometimes you're just done. <laughs> it's just like, it's adorable. People are like, one more song. They're like, I am shot, man. <laughs> but all that being said... I feel like uh, trying to navigate booking shows, what shows you want to play, what venues, what areas. Where, like during this time, it's weird. It's really hard to do, and that's kind of why I like the house concerts. I don't know what the adjective would be, but there's this part of me that's like, I just want to like cut out the middleman in every thing. You know, hundred um, percent. What is the point? There are plenty of music venues that I love and have long, mm-hmm. long time relationships with that 
I have no ill will towards. Oh no, not like that. But by the same token, I could just do it with the help of somebody, like you said, with a beautiful backyard mm -hmm. <laughs> or a nice living room. Yeah. I'm all about it, you know? Well, and when you do the math, that's where I start to go, well, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, you want me to bring 300 people to a show to make X amount of dollars? Right. Or bring 30 people to a show and... You know, I think a lot of artists kind of are maybe a little more aware of their own value now. Mm -hmm. Were diners ever a tradition in your life? Oh, yeah. That's the whole reason this thing exists. Yeah. It was like the only thing I looked forward to sitting through church. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that little tab of communion. Mm -hmm. You're going to get some chicken wings later. I need a spicier Eucharist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, honestly, like, when I thought about it, like, of all the things that I missed during COVID and all that, or the lockdown, there's so many words that, like, it's a lockdown. Yeah. Um, it's literally this, where I'm sitting across from someone at a diner and just yeah. having a conversation. Because um, that... It's, it was kind of, a, you know, it's just part of the ritual yeah. of being a musician. You play your show, you feel like you've earned a reward, <laughs> you justify going out. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, and also, the biggest thing is what's open after a show. Right. The diner. The diner. That's what's open. <laughs> we also used to go to diners. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> we also used to go to diners when we were cutting school. Ah. So we would always have a meet spot where if we wanted to cut school, we would just all meet at the diner My and goodness. then just not go to school and hope you didn't get caught. Mm. <laughs> it makes me see you in a whole nother light. Mm -hmm. A truant. I was a little bastard. When I was in school... All of my friends, you know, we were good boys. Mm -hmm. When my friend cut school to see The Empire Strikes Back, he even went so far as to bring his own snacks into the theater. Oh. But it was a... That is frowned upon. It was, it's definitely frowned upon, but he actually brought a baggie of uh, carrot and celery sticks. <laughs> How bad was he really being? I just can't imagine being in a movie theater listening to some kid chomping on some carrot sticks. Well, it was the early 80s, so yeah. this is quite a, quite a, a feast. feast. man. Wow. In the middle of that to make sure it's medium. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best. Oh, checking out. Mmm. You think that guy asks people to like cut into their meat every time he delivers something to the table just to make sure? I mean, they it must is, have had some situations in the it past. It is standard practice when you deliver a piece of meat. <laughs> you want to cut into that? Make sure it's. That is the standard <laughs> restaurant protocol. We met at Coffee Works originally, right? Yep. Because we were like. Uh, 
opening that- for Pat Denizio mm-hmm. from the Smithereen, yep. right? And you know Chris Noyes, and he lived in my neighborhood. Yeah. That's another connection we have, too. Um, Chris Noyes, I grew up in the same neighborhood as him, and he oh, okay. actually gave me, like, my first guitar lesson. No way. Yeah. I actually met a lot of people at Coffee Works. Like, Coffee Works was a great venue. There was something about that place that was just, like, this little oasis. In, I loved playing there. In Voorhees. <laughs> yeah, right? In a shopping mall. Yeah. It really... But it had a little scene. It know? did. I, I met a lot of people there. We yeah. play a lot of good shows there. I opened up for Jeffrey Gaines there. And I I'll- guess Chris has a lot to do with that because he was yeah. the talent buyer that was like... Absolutely. Con- uh, on another occasion, I opened up for um, John Eddy. Mm-hmm. That was the first yep. time I met uh, my friend Camille Peruto. Yep. I think you know. Yeah. Um, and like the whole show, he was just like making jokes... Oh, here I am uh, playing at the shopping mall, or you know, like in the strip mall next to a sushi joint. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess if you're in that guy's shoes and you find yourself playing at the strip mall, it's kind of like a little moment of clarity. Yeah, well, humility for you. <laughs> but you know what? But the thing is, is like those shows were always tremendously fun, well attended, well like easy to park. Like, if you think about, if you just think about the pain-in-the-ass venues where... Like, like for example, God rest his soul, like uh, the Tin Angel. I was just going to say, if you're about to say the Tin Angel, it's like, you're like, in a hallway, you, you can't find parking, you have to buy a $50 meal before you go up to get a seat. Can I tell you... <laughs> Talk about cutting out the How middle, many man. times... My car got towed oh. on nights that I played that fucking place. And it's because they have those sneaky-ass parking signs in Philadelphia where it's like two- or three-hour parking, blah, 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 blah. And then right below it, in tiny print, tow-away zone. Yeah. If you're parked, like, basically any time of the day. Yeah. So, and I don't know, like, how I kept... Mistake kept happening. Yeah. Like uh, uh, there's, there's absolutely for sure three times that my car got towed. I have no doubt. The first time you're like panicking, mm-hmm. like is my car stolen? Yeah. <laughs> Did somebody steal my car? Did someone steal my shit car off this cobblestone street in Old City? No. Turns out no. You know, the second time it happens, you're like, you got it. Come on. They got me again. Shame on me, basically. It's like you fooled me once. I think you trick yourself into believing that you read the sign correctly, though. You're like, no, I triple checked this. I definitely, this this is a parking space. This is a legal parking space. I told myself that, you know, is it it like. I know, I've done it a thousand times. Is it the fact that I didn't actually read it and convince myself that I did, or am I just that unable to decipher the information given because it's written in such a devious way because they want to tell you andrea i know they do i know they, they don't do. want you to park their religion no. they want to they want their 75 dollars a day i'm convinced of oh, it too those motherfuckers i i completely agree with you no but that's i mean you just nailed the exact reason why i loved playing at coffee works mm-hmm. parking was easy the venue sounded great yeah. as far as like the little stage and the sound quality, like, you always got a seat. It was BYOB. You have to drop a bunch of money. It was, I loved, I loved promoting that. Like, I was. You could get a little tart. Yeah, you could get If a you little, wanted, yeah. like a little cake. 
I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll play there. <laughs> now, do you plan on touring at all? Like, or do you, are you staying pretty local? My wish is to tour when the book comes out. Mm, okay. Before that, no. Got it. I want to do like kind of like a traveling one-man show type of thing mm -hmm. where it involves either direct reading or more of a paraphrased storytelling followed by actual songs or intercut with actual yeah, songs. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So that's my wish. I do miss the, the ease of touring. It feels like things are a little bit cloudy. Yeah, it's just harder to... I mean, I know that there are people who like just totally rely on that as like yeah. that's how they live and mm -hmm. how they make money. But to me, it's just you know you could be like out in the middle of the country and all of a sudden something happens. Yeah. Well, I guess you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, I I want to perform, I want to play shows, but I don't see how it's like financially viable for me to like tour tour again. I had the grand idea of doing the uh, camper van thing. Yeah. I had the idea. And instead of doing my normal uh, impulsive, <laughs> you know, I'll just go buy a van and figure it out. Mm -hmm. I did a test run. I found a company, it's like, you know, Van Escapes or something like that. Uh, and they have these transit-style vans, so they're long. Okay. And oh, yeah. Like the, like the, like the Ford Transit-style. Okay. So yeah. you can't stand in them, but they're big enough that you can have a kitchen in the back of it. Got it. Like, so you open the back doors, and there's a little kitchen uh -huh. component, refrigerator, that's solar-paneled run um little cooking stove it's actually really clever i was pretty impressed with that the inside can either be a table sitting area or it can be a bed um and they decorate them in these really goofy wacky you know spray paint graffiti obnoxious crap so of course i looked ridiculous driving around this thing um so uh i rented it I was determined to go to the music festival in Ohio back in October and um, drove it from Jersey, actually drove it from New York really, brought it back to the house, packed it up, and then drove to, I think I went to Atlanta first, and then went to Ohio, and then went home, I did kind of a triangle. Mm -hmm. I stopped in Nashville too. Um, again, was jonesing to get on the road, and this was back when COVID was still pretty bad, and there was because it was October last year. Um, yeah. But they, you know, they had done fifty percent. They they followed all the you know CDC guidelines. They did fifty percent capacity of the venues. You had to wear masks. Like they did mm -hmm. it right. Right. Um, so you know, you have this romantic idea of what it's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> you always have a romantic idea. <laughs> On your own, driving in the van, and mm -hmm. <laughs> free on the highway. <laughs> this is freedom, baby. And, uh, you know, you also don't realize, because I always, you know, I go camping a lot, all this stuff, but what I didn't realize and what I didn't take into consideration is that whenever I do those things, I have a crew with me of people. 
So you're right. never by yourself in a state park or, you know. Never literally alone. Literally alone, right? <laughs> yeah. And, or, you know, if you are in a campsite, you know, it's peaceful, quiet, crickets, you know, as opposed to on the street in Nashville where you can hear the generators kick off and, you know, you can feel like, you know, <laughs> just like, just such random crap that you just don't think about until you're actually living it and doing it. Um, and then I even had the, the, the one moment where I was trying to make it back and was just so tired and ended up sleeping at a truck stop, like, you know, one of the, one of the turnpike rest stops. Oh, uh, yeah. Get my ninja skills sharp, mm -hmm. sharp as attack. Right. Just ridiculousness. And I was just like, I got back from that and I was just like, you know what? Like, you know, maybe parking, Airbnb isn't so bad. Parking in a Walmart parking lot. Of, right. Just to get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was my big experiment during the pandemic, and I just recognized that I, I still like a little bit of luxury. <laughs> now the shower thing I can get creative with. <laughs> oh yeah. That's actually something I'm pretty. You get you get good at when you tour. You're like, mm -hmm. what? How can I get how can most I, of my body washed? How can I be cleansed? <laughs> how can I look fresher than I really am? <laughs> Is really the goal. You get to the venue and you're like, is anybody in the bathroom? Because I'm going to use the sink. That was. Uh, I'm sure you're very creative. <laughs> be surprised what a warm washcloth will do. It'll oh, yeah. Spice you right up. Well, you know. Put the color back in your face. If you've spent any time in the hospital, you know. Like... <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone yesterday and he was one of my tour managers when I was in the John Faye power trip and I had management in Atlanta so he lives in Georgia a couple of years ago he had a very serious medical situation where he basically was like kind of in a coma for a long time oh wow and um it just somehow came up that like when he was in that situation hadn't showered or bathed for like months literally holy shit so I'm like oh yeah didn't realize that he's like yeah I didn't brush my teeth either like, but but here's the thing he wasn't eating or drinking so there's no bacteria so it's fine <laughs> doesn't feel fine John well he had he had worse problems to deal with I hear you, you know? I hear you I wanted to wait it doesn't sound fine but but it was fine I got gotcha. you he's back he's all good <clears throat> the body is a miracle yep we can do incredible things that was definitely a moment of uh recognizing that you're out of practice like I was joking you know everybody's been joking about how re-entering into the world has been you have to relearn how to do it right like I have a group of girlfriends that we've all known each other since you know sixth grade mm -hmm. um, friend that lives in California that you know used to come visit two three times a year mm -hmm. hadn't been for a while obviously because of COVID and uh, came over the summer and we all hadn't seen each other in almost two years at this point so we get together and by the end of the evening <laughs> You know, Kristen's husband's got the video camera out. And we're blasting Journey, you know. Of course. Screaming, don't stop believing. <laughs> as if we had just left a frat party. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. idiots. Screaming at the top of our lungs. <laughs> swaying back and forth. Just the yeah. most obnoxious 
drunk, idiot type behavior. But that's why you're a fun person. We just got to get it out of our systems. <laughs> It's necessary. Mm-hmm. It is necessary. You but have to have a release. I, I was joking with, like, even even Josh. I mean, you know how much Josh used to gig. He yeah. went from, you know, all day lessons to right. a, a band rehearsal and then a gig and then sometimes a second gig. You know, he would he and hosting the open yeah, mic night right, just a monster schedule. And always had energy to do it. You know, you you stop doing that for a while, and it's just like an athlete. It's like you lose your mm-hmm. mojo a little bit. So I was kind of on a streak leading up to the Eagles Mirror concert. Eagles Mirror is about three, four hour drive. You know, up in the mountains. Beautiful drive. Is this the one in Ohio? This is, no, this was oh. the this was the uh, house concert that oh, I did. Okay. Uh, so our friends bought a vacation house out in Eaglesmere. It's a beautiful community. I actually had played out there a couple of years ago through somebody that I met at XPM. Hmm. So I knew the area, and I was like, as soon as she told me where she was moving, I was like, oh, hands hands down, I will do the show, no questions asked. I don't care if there's ten people there, a hundred people there, I'm going. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but you know. Have a couple late nights, you have a couple gigs, and then you have to drive four hours in the car with very little sleep. That's I when found it, myself. That's when it hits you. Buying a monster drink at a five-hour energy. I was like, I, I, I felt like I hit rock bottom. <laughs> I was like, girl, you gotta yeah, get like, back on this horse. Crack that thing open, like really? This is poison. Monster. Oh. It it got the job done though. I'm sure it did. It just made me sad. <laughs> I used to rely on the five-hour energy from time to time. Well, I'm not going to drink a shitty cup of coffee. Why would you? That's just... That's just who you are. <laughs> and you refuse to apologize for that. I will not apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care if anybody gives me another can of coffee again. That's just disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, you try this cold brew. I'm like, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> no cold brew. No cold brew. No. I like coffee hot. Even when it's 90 degrees outside. I want my coffee I hot. Want a hot <laughs> I feel so, on the one hand, kind of like, like I've missed out on a whole segment of life. Mm-hmm. And I also feel fortunate, but like, I don't really drink coffee. Mm. So I don't know the difference between... All the different roasts and beans that people discuss, and how it's French press, or you can get you can get pretty nerdy with coffee, oh, well, as you can with most things. But yeah. I'm just like, eh. just like everything else, too. My taste buds have changed. Like uh, I remember college. I literally, I, I could, I could make my exact cup of coffee from college. Oh yeah. If I had to, if there was a gun to my head and my roommate said to me, "Make me exactly the so cup of coffee." So what is what is, is in this concoction? Chock full of nuts, ground coffee. The heavenly coffee. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, fill the container up to like the brim. Like you, it's got to be really strong. Okay. Full pot, and then half a cup of the coffee mate creamer because that just makes it I mean mm. I know it's poison I know I just essentially poisoned myself for four years of my life and a lot of sugar just a lot that actually sounds like something I would drink it's quite tasty mm. it's almost like a milkshake at that point but hot 
So did you ever question why it's called chock full of nuts? <laughs> You know me. It's got the word nuts in it. It must be good. It makes me laugh. Of course, of course I'll buy it. Look, <laughs> well, I'm nuts. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, when I was a kid. Do you know why they called no, it? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, tell me this is one of the I, I, wisdom. For, for no, the this, is not, this is not one of my dumb factoids that got I know. Got it, okay. But I can sing you the theme song. Chock full of nuts is the heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Chock full of nuts. Take it. I mean, once you attach it to a catchy jingle, all bets are off. Sticks with you. Yeah. For life. <laughs> like, why is it chock full of Like, what does that even mean? I, could, yeah, I not, could understand chock full of beans. Yeah, it's not a nutty coffee. But now I can drink a cup of coffee with nothing in it and enjoy it. Or a shot of espresso. You know what I mean? Like it's just so mm. it's so interesting how your Your palate has refined. palate changes. Mm. I still like a good half and half with some solid amount of sugar to make like a nice sweet maybe yeah. toss some Baileys in there. Now you're talking. A little splash of whiskey. <laughs> Yeah. Then it's a party. It's not just a cup of coffee it's anymore. It's not just a cup of coffee anymore. <laughs> if you want to get crazy, throw some whipped cream on top of that. I bet you they serve them here. Could be. What do you remember about our tour? <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember everything about our tour. Yeah? I really do. It was one of the most fun trips. I loved it. I loved it. So we had never even traveled mm -hmm. together before. Yeah. And every new aspect is like an eye-opener. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember... I mean, obviously, I remember Athens very well. Yes. Because <laughs> that was, I think, when the wheels came off. <laughs> and I really wanted to relive my youth by buying college kids picklebacks. And trying to do well, shot for shot. <laughs> just following you around, just like just slack jawed, like what's she gonna do next? <laughs> just so you know, I no longer possess this video because it's like three phones ago. <sighs> but I'm like filming you with my iPhone 5 or 4S or whatever it was at the time and sort of just to get like B-roll or whatever. <laughs> I think I know where this and one's going. And the next thing you know, I didn't even think you saw me doing it, but you just like drop your pants. Yep. Mid-stride, you don't stop walking. No. That's what impressed me. That was like, a... You just kept going. That was and a then, specialty move. I was like, she must have done this before. <laughs> I don't know what made me always want to moon people. It is it is truly something that is, if you meet anybody from my past, there's a section of my life where I just wanted to drop trowel and moon people. I love butts. Everything is wonderful. Um, everything is wonderful. Um, I love butts. I did, you know, I attribute this, oh my god, my mother's gonna kill me. I attribute this to my parents' bedroom. Oh. They had this old school closet where um, it was like three panels of mirrors and then the doors opened. It's like a fun house. 
So, oh, so you can actually inspect yourself? So you can, <laughs> but you can just do all crazy shit in there. So you get out of the shower, you're naked. You pull, <laughs> you pull, right, you pull it's the, the multi-angle. The multi-angle. No, I get it. You, you I get throw it. a sidekick and your butt cheeks jiggle <laughs> and then you... <laughs> it's like the most idiotic shit you can imagine. <laughs> Me and my brothers oh my would just constantly be in there doing stupid shit in front of the mirror and I just I think it's hilarious and it is hilarious <laughs> I actually there's there's a chapter in my book that starts with a story of the first time I was ever mooned it was by this friend of mine who this is I'm like in fifth grade yeah, yeah, yeah. so like 10 years old basically <laughs> And this kid had bunk beds, and I was on the bottom bunk, he was on the top bunk. And we're just kind of laying there, and it was, you know, a little sleepover or whatever. And just out of nowhere, the kid says, uh, Hey, come up here, there's a really good view of the moon. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> like... And of course, looking back on it, I'm like, like, why was me at ten like, oh, there's a good view of the moon. Let me get up and look at that. So you know, you climb the little ladder. That's genius. Though. And you, your your little face comes over the horizon, and there it is. That is that is priceless. Yeah, that's clever, actually. He was he was you know he was a kid that I looked up to. I was just was, more egregious with my mooning. I was just. <laughs> He was very street smart, that you know, is, like he, he kind of had that worldly 10-year-old thing going on. I think it's too, uh, you know, I think, uh, I've never actually wondered why I used to do this so much, um, but I also think like having a lot of guy friends when you're younger, mm -hmm. They just do stupid shit with their bodies and make it a joke. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't remember hanging out with my girlfriends when we were younger and doing, like, I mean, we did stupid shit, but you know what I mean. I do. Guys stretch their ball sack and, like, you know, yeah. make origami out of it. The old bat wing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, just idiotic crap. Right. But I found it funny. So. Because I, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I will. I will stand by. I don't that. have much respect for somebody who doesn't think that's funny. It is quite humorous. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I just I get a kick out of it, mm. and the shock factor and anything. I mean, I'm a clown. Anything, anything Listen. to get a laugh out of anybody is is what I am I willing to do. I can attest to the fact that it, <laughs> it was shocking. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's nobody there to monitor me and I am on my own. <laughs> like, I always had that one friend that could reel me in. You need a, a chaperone. I need a chaperone. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's amazing. I definitely need a chaperone. Hell yeah, she needs a chaperone. It's always the folkies causing all the problems. Anyway, I want to thank Andrea Nardello for joining me. She's one of the people in this world who has truly been there for me in ways that I can't even begin to thank her for. So if you like supporting good people who make good music, go see her. She's got an incredible band, also comprised of wonderful humans, and it's just 
fucking fun to see her perform, okay? So enough with the questions. Just go. Okay. That's enough of me. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Talking at the Diner. Everything is on the table when we're talking at the diner.